Welcome back to a Simple Homesteading Life podcast. If you don't know me, my name's Anne, and I am the wife and mother to seven children consisting of a mine, yours, and ours. I'm the face behind the brand of Farm Girl in the Making and the author of the Farm Girl's Guide to Preserving the Harvest. I'm really, truly excited to have you guys here and hope that my perspective on living a sustainable, simple homesteading life is what you need to hear in this moment in time along your journey. Grab a cup of coffee, let's sit down, and let's just talk about everyday homesteading life. This is episode four and the topic which touches my heart to the core. Over the years, I've listened to many, many women wish that their primary job was to homestead full time and be a homesteading housewife or homemaker, whatever you want to call it. Their goal to be a homemaker weighed really heavy on their hearts, but many of them could not even achieve this goal. They were running the property, taking care of their families, but they were also working off the property at other jobs, be it part-time, full-time, whatever it was. They felt inadequate by not being able to be there full-time for their family. I'm here to tell you otherwise, modern homesteading homemakers do exist, and that's what we're called. We're the ones that work, I work, I work quite a bit on my brand, and then we take care of our families, we cook from scratch, we raise our livestock, we tend to the garden, we preserve the food. We have just learned something a little bit more than the average homemaker. We have learned how to balance working off the property and maintaining the property as a woman who would be able to do it on a daily basis. We're superwomen, period. We are superwomen. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and how to get there by balancing work and home. So outside of running my brand, which is a farm girl in the making, you know, and the website and the YouTube and the podcast and the social media sites of Instagram and Facebook, I work outside of the home twice a week, not for very long, only for about three and a half hours on Monday and three and a half hours on Wednesday. I teach at a Christian preschool and I only teach one class and that's classes offered twice a week. Um, I used to work there full time. When we first started this journey of homesteading, um, I worked there full time, 40 hours a week, and then it went down to 20 hours a week. And then from there, it went down to 15 hours a week. And now I'm down to seven hours a week, seven, maybe eight, maybe eight hours a week. And um, I can't seem to let go of that job. I love working with children. I love being able to um, be on a mission here directly on American soil. Um, it's, it's just been my calling and I haven't been able to step away, but I did minimize myself from 40 hours a week down to seven and a half ish, eight hours a week. Um, on top of that, of course, you know, I have my brand and I work quite a bit on my brand. I, I would say that compared to the seasoned seasoned homesteading woman that you, that many of us all follow, um, I, my brand is a baby. My brand is a baby compared to theirs. Um, And so I've got a lot of catch-up work to do. I've got a lot of content I've got to kick out. i got a lot swarming inside my head that I want to share. And it's just me doing it. (laughs) So so I sit and I do it and I do it and I do it. And my children are not homeschooled. So I am able to do it while they're away. Um, So yes, I am a modern homesteading homemaker, homesteading housewife, whatever you want to call it, but in a modern form. And I think 
that many women who have to work outside of the home who are homesteading find themselves to be failures because they still have to work outside of the home. They really want to be that true homemaker where nothing else is done other than working on the property, working, serving their family, working in the home. And um, they, they, they just ache for that. And um, I am one of the few that actually works from home where if I decide today that I just did not want to work, I can turn it off and go do what I needed to do on the property. I've been blessed that opportunity and um, I don't take advantage of it in any way, shape or form. Before we dive deep into this episode, I just wanted to give you a little bit of rundown of who I am prior to homesteading. I was uh, uh, basically a housewife in the suburbs. Justin worked full time. I stayed home and took care of the kids. I ran them to and from activities. We lived, you know, in a true little housing development. And um, so they were very active in their high school sports. They, you know, were busy running around with friends, whatnot. And I had school social activities that I signed up for. I was, you know, basically the school mom, you know, where I would go and, oh, it was PTA time. Oh, let me go. If it was booster club time. Oh, let me go. And that's what I did. And it wasn't until Justin decided to move us out of the suburbs and onto a homestead, a property, not even a homestead, a property at the time. It was, uh, we downsized from 1900 square feet to 1,050 square feet. And then um, to a nice corner lot out to um, two acres in the mountains. And so there was a shift. There was a shift of the different type. And mind you, when I say this, a different type of housewife, a different type of homemaker, okay? It wasn't the same person. Yes, I cooked from scratch, but my cooking from scratch consists of, oh, suddenly salad and um, maybe a grilled steak and uh, frozen vegetables. So no frozen vegetables that I grown had grown by the way. So I was it's a it's a different person, right? So I'm not saying that I was less of a housewife in the suburbs than I am now. It was two different things. I find that my role as a homemaker right now is much different than my role as a homemaker in the suburbs. And who I am emotionally now and who I was emotionally then are two different people. So I want to preface that with that. And, um, and so our journey began six and a half years ago, almost seven now for making this shift into becoming a homesteading homemaker and especially a homesteading homemaker who works. I do work. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that here. I think many of you guys would be shocked to know that I actually put in anywhere from 30 to 50 hours a week on my brand. Yes, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> and it's shocking to me, but I do. Um, I treat it as a full-time job. Um, and I put in the hours where I can squeeze in the hours. Right now, it's on the higher side of 40 to 50 hours a week. And the reason why is because of what's happening right now. And the other reason is because I am trying to kick out as much content as possible because I get asked so many questions. I'm like, oh, yes, I should just write about that. I should curate a blog on that. And now, oh, I should make a video on that. Or now I should talk about it in a podcast. So it's it's where it's at. And luckily, Justin is very flexible with me when it comes to that. Now, Justin was like, you're spending too much time doing it. You know, we need to park this a little bit. I, absolutely, I would park it. But he has really, really helped me along because in the end, when he retires at 54, um, because he can, I would have the brand carry us 
through that retirement time. So yes, I do put in quite a bit of hours and I'm just going to give you a sneak peek of my day. And I'm willing to bet that it's not much different than the day of you, uh, than your day. Meaning that even though you work away from home, it's probably very similar. And I want you to know that in no way, shape or form is this to compare that my job is more, you know, better than your job or, or I have a better life than you have or anything like that. It's just here to motivate you to say it can all be done. And even if you're not working away from home, you guys, honestly, this is the outlook of my day. This is how I get it done. I am not this uh, super organized person in a sense. I do lose focus quite easily because my phone will ping or, or whatever it is, or I'm like in the garden a little bit longer than I should have been, or I'm out with the animals a little bit longer, but I have to have a very strict day in order to be able to get the things done that I need to get done. And I've learned to mold myself in that. Now, my closest friends will know that there are days that I'm sheerly exhausted, exhausted, and I don't want to work anymore. And those are the days I shut everything off. You know, I homestead before I do anything else. And that's the truth of the matter is I don't post on Instagram before I homestead. I don't curate content. If I have to homestead, I don't create YouTube videos. I don't create a podcast. If I have to homestead first, or if I have to serve my family first, they come first and foremost to anything else. So there may be times where I'm not kicking out content, but that's because something else needed me more than the brand did in that moment in time. Okay. So let me give you a peek at my day. And again, you guys, I'm willing to bet that whether or not you are working away from the home or working in the home or not working at all, and you are able to make this a full-time housewife, homemaker module for your property, that our days are pretty similar. So, okay, let me, let me give you a little bit about my day. This is a typical Monday through Friday kind of day for me. And like I said, there are just some days where the brand parks itself and I have to take care of my family and I have to take care of my homestead first. Again, always first and foremost, I serve my family and my property first. Okay. So I get up about 530 in the morning and I don't trust me. I'm not a morning person, so I don't jump out of bed, but I am up. The alarm goes up at 530. I kind of like just lay there for a minute trying to wake up because I am not a morning person, like I just said, and I will check emails. I'll just flash through social media. And then by 610, I have got to be out of bed because Lola, my children are not homeschooled. They attend a very good public school system. Um, the kids need to be off to school and Lola needs to be walked down the mountainside because at that time it was dark and we have bears, coyotes, bobcats and whatnot. So Harley and I walk Lola down to the bus stop, you know, down the mountainside, down to the bus stop and she catches her bus. So she's up by 610, getting ready for school. Generally we'll have knowing her... <laughs> toast and eggs for breakfast and that's it or just even a piece of toast and then she is out the door by 6 50 by seven o'clock we the dog and I are back up the mountain and um I start my chores immediately my chores in the winter months are much less than my chores starting in spring and the reason why is because we downsize the property during that time um we will be downsizing our quail we will not be running quail in the winter months we will only be running quail um, from spring through fall um that cuts back on our feed expense right there and then in the spring remember we have we begin our our meat birds come in, our turkey, our meat turkeys, our meat chickens come in. Um, we start hatching for meat for ducks. You know, uh, we're brooding new chickens, whatever the case is, we're hatching chicken eggs, whatever it is, 
my workload is much heavier in spring. So let's just talk about spring. Okay. So I get up, I feed all the livestock at that moment in time. Generally, I spend about 45 minutes to an hour and a half to two hours. And now it fluctuates. Okay. Sometimes if my tour load is light, there are going to be lighter days where um, I don't have to do quite as detailed of work, meaning I will go out there, I will do water and feed, water and feed. That's for all the animals. I will freshen all the hay and whatnot. I will clean up the coop, clean off the drop pans, check the nesting boxes to make sure that no more hay needs to go into the nesting boxes or straw, sorry, straw go needs to go into the nesting boxes. And then from there, I will um, basically do wellness checks. I will sit there and I will watch my animals to make sure that there is nothing going on. We run very heavy on coccidiosis in the spring months because of how wet our climate is. And though my flocks free range, they do have what I call the holding pen where the coop door opens, all the chickens come out until the free range gate is open and then they free range the rest of the day. So it is a concern of mine. The space is huge though. I mean, I think it's like a hundred foot by a hundred foot, a hundred foot by 80 feet, I think it is. So it's a huge space. Our rabbit barn is actually out there and we have a feed room out there as well too. So it's a huge space. So, um, and then they go down to the lower lot, they'll free range the lower lot, wrap themselves back up to the front yard sometimes, whatever the case is, that's what they have. Um, and if I have to address any animal issues, meaning that some of the roosters got a little, you know, ganged up on another rooster and, you know, I've got to clean up blood or whatever the case is, that's what I have. I also go down to the lower lot with the goats in that moment in time. And sometimes I will just cut blackberries and salmon berries and the goats will clean it up from that point. And then we stack it for ready to be burned when Justin will burn it. Um, so that's my morning. It depends on what I'm doing. I could be back in the house in 45 minutes or I could be back up to the house in two hours. Um, so that will fluctuate. My goal is to always try to be back inside no later than nine o'clock in the morning. And sometimes it's 10 o'clock in the morning. So by let's just say nine o'clock in the morning, when I'm back in, you know, I have chores to do inside homemaking chores. If I'm lucky, like I said, I'm back in by nine o'clock and the household chores need to be done. I am a big advocate for do a little each day and it will eliminate you from having to do so much at one time. And I won't lie. There are just days that it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And I have to do my work, my job, my brand, and the cleaning doesn't get done that day. So it means that I double up the next day. So I've learned to create a pattern for myself, which allows me to get a little bit done each day. And I think that sometimes my closest friends are like, what do you do? And I'm like, I got to clean my house before I can work. And they're like, well, we were supposed to work at this time because sometimes we collaborate together. And I'm like, sorry, I got to clean my house because right now my mind cannot think unless my house is organized. I have this, I've always taught my children that a clean space is a clean mind. If you are worried about the clutter around you, your mind tends to be cluttered. So I like to keep an organized space. Now there are days, like I said, that the laundry gets stacked on the chair in my bedroom, the bed doesn't get made, or the dishes aren't done until right before dinner time. It's the truth. We live this life. We live this life. And especially if we're modern homesteaders where we have to work in order to help provide for our family, things don't get done as planned. We can dream as much as we want that we are that perfect homemaker that gets up every single day, does the chores, cleans the house, does this, does that. And then we crash and fall asleep at 830 at night because of how much we did. But in reality, there is only a small percentage of those women in the lifestyle that we live. 
Okay, the rest of us, we work. We have to work. The cost of living in America alone forces us to work. So, so like I said, I will come in. This is what I do for my chores. I will sweep the floor every single day because I am barefoot in my house quite often. And I don't like to feel things on my feet. I can go barefoot all about town. Trust me when I say that. Um, I, I barefoot in my garden, barefoot walking in the driveway, whatever it is. But when I come into my house, I don't want to feel dirt on my feet. So yes, I am a fanatic. I sweep my floor sometimes twice a day. <laughs> don't judge me. And then I vacuum. I have dogs, so I have got to vacuum. Um, I vacuum my floor. Justin has dander issues. Uh, he, he's very sensitive to the dander of the pet. So the floor has to be vacuumed and the furniture has to be vacuumed on a daily basis. Um, he's a big pet lover, so we, we have to vacuum. So the floor is vacuumed every single day as well, too. Um, I dust, basically, I pick a room and I dust every day. I'll just quickly, and it's not a great big, oh, take it down and you know, use the glass cleaner every single day on it. It's just a quick dusting of what needs to be done. And about once a month, I deep dust. But, you know, it's a quick dusting. Like we're talking tabletops. We're talking about little trinkets on the tables. And like I said, I pick a room each week to do it. And then it's done in about five to 10 minutes. And then from there, I will make my bed. And then if I'm not running too late, I will jump in the shower and change my clothes from the barn. But I won't lie to you. There are days that I am still wearing barn clothes at three o'clock in the afternoon and I will quickly go change before Justin gets home. <laughs> and I am not the only one. So do not judge me. I know that there are other women that do the same thing. So, <laughs> so don't judge me. Okay. Um, so that's what my chores look like, looks like on a daily, on a daily basis. Oh, I will also freshen the bathroom and I'll clean the bathroom once a week or Lola will clean the bathroom once a week. But usually the counters are wiped, the toilet seats wiped, the floor is swept in there. Um, and, uh, the dogs keep their water in there. I keep the dogs water in there. We have a small home, so that gets freshened. So we, we touch on everything. Um, so that takes a few minutes. So basically, if I were to do a, a stop clock of my morning chores, I can get everything done in about 25 minutes, 30 minutes if I'm on task. Sometimes, yeah, I'm not on task. If I want to water my plants, I usually reserve it for a nighttime after dinner. I guess the 30 minutes there. So I obviously don't spend a lot of time on chores because I do it every single day, a little bit every single day. And the days that I don't do it, I double up the next day. So, you know, that's important to us as homemakers. For those of you who work outside of the home, you are probably playing catch up on a Saturday and Sunday and still trying to maintain your property. But you know what? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you that you can actually manage that because that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. And I cannot imagine having to break down my day of, of doing all my housework on one day and then maintain the property on top of that. You are my superhero right there. You are the woman that actually, man, I will slow clap for you all the way across the board because you guys, you guys are the epitome of what a strong homesteading woman looks like. Okay. So th those are my chores days. Those are my chores. So more, like I said, goal is to be at my desk at nine o'clock in the morning. If I'm lucky, I am there at nine o'clock in the morning. And if I'm even luckier, I've showered, changed my clothes and are in basically my clothes for the day. That's if I'm lucky. But there are some days, like I said, I'm still in barn clothes all the way up until three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'm rushing to change before Justin gets home. Don't tell my husband that. So from nine to three, I will work. 
from sometimes nine till four, I will work. The kids get home between 3.30 and four, so I try to break from that point in time. But in between that work scheduled work time that I give myself here, I give myself breaks. I'll work 45 minutes on, take a 15 minute break. I'll work 45 minutes on, take a 15 minute break. And in that 15 minute break cycle, I will plan for dinner or I'll make bread or I will go check on the animals again, especially the brooders where I have my meat birds and whatnot. I will make sure that they have still enough feed and water and whatnot because they consume so much. And that is my work time, my primary work time. However, unlike the ones that actually, you know, the, the ones that actually work, individuals, women who work outside of the home, and then they come in and then they're done, I will stop working, plan for dinner, start preparing dinner. We will have dinner anywhere between... 5.30 and 7. So it depends on what I'm making. Depends on if I procrastinated by sitting down and talking to Justin or whatever the case is. Generally, dinner's on the table between 5.30 and 7. Okay. If I'm lucky, the dishes will be done that night. If I'm not lucky, the dishes are done the next morning. I'm not going to lie. I would love to have a clean kitchen when I wake up every single morning and be like, oh, it's refreshed. It's beautiful. The floor is mopped and swept. But in truth, that doesn't happen very often. My day is packed. And the last thing I want to do is wash dishes. We don't have a dishwasher. If I did, I'm pretty sure the dishes would get done every single night. But since they're all hand wash and we use linen napkins and we don't use plastic and we use glass cups and glass plates, they all have to be hand washed. There are days that I regret getting rid of the dishwasher. I'm not going to lie. There are days that that dishwasher was my best friend. And I miss it like I would miss my best friend. But... I needed some place to put my dehydrator. So it was the dehydrator or the dishwasher. So yes, that's the case. So once dinner is done and everything is put away, and luckily I have older kids that help me done and put away. Um, Justin will do the evening chores. We do have bears and cougars and bobcats. So he goes out there and um, he will go out there. Lola goes out there and does her evening chores with him every night. She has an egg business, so she has to go out there, collect eggs, freshen the nesting boxes, um, find all the secret hidden nests everywhere, and um, fill her orders. And then in that time, if I haven't finished the project at hand, I have to sit down and finish it. I've got deadline dates. I freelance write for a lot of magazines and um, a, a hatchery, so I... I have deadlines I have to meet. I have articles that are due that I've given myself goals to get done. If there's a YouTube video, there's always a blog post for it. If there's a podcast, there's going to be an article for it as well too, along the same line. Like this podcast, for example, um, we're talking candidly about everything, but there's a blog post that goes with it a little bit more inspirational and motivational for you guys. And, you know, the, just, so, so that's how I work. Okay. So sometimes, after dinner, as Justin's wrapping up the chores and showering, and Justin does go to bed pretty early because he does get up early, I will um, go back to work. The kids are old enough and independent enough where they're watching TV. We do try to get together and, you know, we'll sit down with them on family night and whatnot. I will sit down for that. But most of the time, they're so independent that they're doing homework or whatever the case is. I do go back to work. And I will sometimes work until 12 o'clock at night. And um, that's how I clock in 30 to 40 hours, depending on my work day. So that's an average Monday through Friday. Very easy, <laughs> kind of, very easy. But the way I can get through it is to be very, very calculated in regards to my time. Now, you who work outside of the home, 
or you that um, is actually a, a homemaker, but is struggling to find time to get things done, break it down by sessions. If you can break your day down by sessions, then you can get so much more done than what you expect to get done. You know, homemaking is not something that comes naturally to many people. You have got to train yourself to, to do it and to do it efficiently. And there are days that you won't. The children will not let you. Homeschooling went bad or, you know, someone was sick, whatever the case is. But that's how we bend. That's what makes us a little bit more flexible, uh, to have the skill to be a little bit more flex flexible, flexible in regards to how things are done. So that is my week. Basically, my weekends are much different. My weekends are much different than my weekdays. Saturday is dedicated to the property. Justin and I will do whatever we need to do on the property. If it's something that I am not doing, like he is building a structure or doesn't need my help or not, um, I do. I will do. He does the morning chores on the weekends. So basically, he gets up and takes care of the animals. But then I have to go back out to make sure that you know everything is looking good. The animals are there. He'll call me sometimes and have me come out and because he's noticed something about one of the animals. So I'll go out and do that. So in the mornings, my weekend, Saturday morning, for example, will be committed towards planning the rest of the weekend. So we're maximizing our time. Sometimes Justin works six days a week. So we, if he's home on the weekends, then we are planning out strategically when we're going to do the feed run, or we're going to need to go to the dump from the dump. Do we need to pick up anything at the market at that moment in time? And then we come back and we'll work. He will continue to build structures if it needs to be, or we have to move mulch or we have to, you know, get the garden ready or whatever it is. We work together during that time. I try to wrap up everything outdoors by three o'clock and I will come inside. And usually the kids are out there with us. If not, then we'll come inside and we'll hang out for a little bit of the kids for a little bit. And then we'll prepare dinner. But I do sit back down to work as soon as everybody's kind of settled and relaxed for the day. You know, we're closing off by eight o'clock to go into our separate spaces in the house, their rooms are in Justin's getting ready for bed. And I do end up working for a couple hours after that. I have to check emails. And then from emails, I need to make sure that everything that needs to be turned in is turned in because usually it's all due on a Monday. Sunday, the older kids come over for brunch every every Sunday morning. So we are up by like 630 in the morning on Sundays. Um, Justin goes out and does chores immediately and I get brunch ready. So whatever we're doing for brunch, I get ready and it's made. They get over between 9 and 930. They leave by 1230. And then from there, we go on to the property and we do whatever needs to be done on the property. If it's raining too hard for us to do anything, we do as little chores as possible. We'll quickly clean the drop pans for all the animals, make sure the rabbit touches and the hanging cages have been cleaned out. There's no wet bedding in there. And then make sure the coop is not, um, is it, the coop is not sweeping water because of the land erosion. The, the dirt has pretty much met up to where the coop is. And it wasn't like that six and a half years ago. So we're, we're trying to make modifications to that coop right now. So that's my weekend. That is my work day. I constantly work. I work when my family least needs me on the weekends. Like if they're already 8, 30, 9 o'clock in their rooms, I go into my office and work. If I need to work in the mornings real quick, I get up before my family does and work before my family. Sometimes 5, 30 in the morning and they're up on the weekends at 8. So sometimes I'm up before Justin working before he even goes out to the animals. So for you guys who work outside of the home, I foresee your schedules being a little bit the same, considering the fact that you will probably more than likely want to, you're cleaning up your house a little bit more on the weekends and then managing the gardens and the livestock and the property. So you guys run harder 
on the weekends than I may run during the weekdays. But it doesn't matter. We all, you know, for us as modern homesteading women who have to work, right? Because I don't know if you know the cost of living in my area. It's outrageous. I am, it's outrageous. My mortgage is outrageous. Um, so I, we have no choice but to have two incomes in our family here. If I were to live somewhere else, I'm sure we can get by with one income, but where we live, we cannot. So I have to work. I have to put the hours into it and I don't mind putting the hours into it. So that's what my day looks like every single day. And like I said, it will fluctuate because I have the blessings of working at home where it will fluctuate. If I have to park the brand, the brand is parked and I take care of my property. Um, you know, whereas some of you guys cannot, you have to work regardless. And, you know, there have been days where I've had to head off to school where there's a broody chick that just walked in with, disappeared and walked in with 12 chicks. And all of a sudden I'm scrambling where I have to run to class to set up a broody pen because the guineas are going crazy on them and whatever the case is. So we are amazing women. We're amazing women. We are super women because we can maintain a homestead, a home serving our family and working, whether it's part-time or full-time at home or away from the home, we're killing it. We are killing it. But with all those pats on the back and the killing it and the we're doing it and we're succeeding on it, there's one thing that we have to learn to do for ourselves. One thing. And if we cannot do this one thing, then that's when those women who have reached out to me going, how do you do it? I can't do it all. You know what I mean? And I have to tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you. And honestly, it's about everything in home sitting. And this is where our strength comes from. This is how we establish a strong core of the type of women we are. And then if you have a woman that needs to hear this, you need to play this for them. Okay. Women have the ability to heal ourselves 150%. Because we critique ourselves so horribly and because we set expectations for ourselves that are sometimes too high and because when those expectations don't happen trust me I'm speaking from experience here I have reached lows of lows and highs of highs in this journey and I'm going to tell you something the best thing that's my incubator going sorry the best thing that I have taught myself over the years and have truly stuck to it is to forgive myself. I, I have truly, truly learned to forgive myself because if I, I mean, it's not that I don't get mad that it doesn't get done. Absolutely. I do get frustrated that it's not done, but you know what? If I don't forgive myself for not getting it done, then I'm going to dwell on it. Okay. There, there, it's just said, I will dwell on it. I will dwell on the fact that my bathroom is not clean. I will dwell on the fact that I didn't clean the chicken coop. I will dwell on the fact that I did not nurture that garden bed enough and it's not producing. I did not pull those fast enough to get my spring seeds in. Whatever the case is, I have got to forgive myself. You know, I have to forgive myself. And the reason why I can forgive myself is because if my garden falls short, I've got the local farmers that I've been working with for years that will supplement my difference. I've got the market, even though I don't want to be there to shop. I can shop at the market. We don't live in a world that does not give us these things, okay? We live in a world that still has a Costco. We live in a world that still has PCC. We still live in a world that has Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. That's the truth, you guys. If it fails, it fails. Move on and forgive yourselves, okay? If the coop didn't get clean this week, guess what? You can clean it next week. 
just don't let it go two weeks, more than two weeks. But, you know, that's just me saying that. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourselves. Forgive yourselves for not having the room clean. Forgive yourselves for picking up pizza that night for dinner. Forgive yourself for not being home full time. Because nobody can understand that better than you and your spouse. And you should never feel that you are not giving it in your all in this lifestyle that we live, this homesteading life that we live by not being home full time. Shoot, I am home full time and I still work. Okay. And you guys, you guys who work outside of the home, good God, you guys are incredible. You guys are incredible. You are managing, again, work, homestead, property, home, children, husband, livestock. And you are the true superheroes of this. And I'm not going to knock the women who do this on a full-time basis because you guys are still superheroes. You guys are the ones that make people like me want to go, that's what I want to do. And luckily I can personally, me, I can, but many women can't, but we should never compare ourselves to those women who can't. We should never compare ourselves to the women who gets dressed every single day at 530 in the morning and they're ready and their feet are hitting the ground, their makeup's on, their hair's done and, and they're dressed and they're like baking beautiful pastries at 530 in the morning. Never compare yourself to that. Never compare yourself to the woman who stays home every single day and her house looks immaculate, her yard looks great, and her livestock looks like they have just won every blue ribbon in the world. The one thing about living simply that I'm going to teach you is this. If you truly live the life of living simply, you are not dictating your life onto anybody else. You're not. You're not comparing yourself to getting up, getting dressed every single morning and putting on makeup to the life of someone who doesn't. It's not encouraging. It's not encouraging to tell another woman to get up and do your hair and put on makeup and, and bake bread every single morning. It's not encouraging. What's encouraging to say is I've got this great recipe for you and it's a great breakfast recipe. If you want to give it a try, go ahead and try it. Guys, don't compare yourself to anybody else. You are killing it as it is, whether you are staying at home full time, whether you work from home or whether you work away from home. You're killing it because you made the already the desire to live a homesteading life. Now you just got to embrace the living simply and the forgiveness part. And if you could do that, then you are winning. You're winning. And seriously, you're my superhero. You are my superhero because you guys are getting it done. And that's all that matters. So never compare yourself to anybody else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What they do doesn't matter. It's what you can accomplish in your day-to-day -day life that matters. And you guys are winning because you're doing more than any other American woman is doing. Remember that. And that is episode four. So whether you are a homesteading housewife or a homemaker, whatever you want to call it, or if you're a modern homesteading homemaker, the one that works outside of the home or works inside the home at a job, you guys are killing it. You're killing it. You guys are homesteading. You guys are taking care of not only self, home, and family, you're taking care of self, home, family, and property. So you're killing it. You are all superwomen, regardless of what it is. Just some of us dream a little bit more about being that full-time homemaker. And some of us are very content in working part-time or full-time and homesteading at the same time. So take a look at my website. Homesteading Housewife is going to be going up on the blog here today. 
read through it and see if it resonates to you. If it does resonate to you, or if you think it resonates to somebody else who might need to hear a little bit of encouragement in this homesteading life, send it to them, share it with them. All right, you guys, if you haven't subscribed to me yet or subscribe to my YouTube channel and hit the notification bell that um, something new has released for me, go ahead and do so. And I'll see you next Friday.